30 seconds left. We'll be all right. And right off the bat, um, oh, dude, we went. So I, you, show, you saw those pictures of us like walking those trails yesterday, right? Yeah. If you saw how much, how eaten alive I am with bug bites, dude, my legs are absolutely wrecked. Like my arms. And it's weird because I did. Well, I didn't feel them biting me. Like I saw him, but I never felt him actually biting me. And then, like today, like I scratched my leg, and then all of a sudden, my leg just on fire, like itching everywhere. And I mean, oh, it's brutal. Dude, I'm looking forward to being closer to uh, the South Carolina shore. There's a lot of really cool stuff oh, way by those barrier islands. Now I'm touching them, and they're itching. Dude, it's awesome, man. Hunting Island is legitimately one of the probably the prettiest places. In the state, no doubt, but I mean, on the East Coast, no doubt, even possibly the country. It's just, I mean, you saw it. It's like a, it's like freaking Jurassic Park, man. It's like being in the jungle. See any uh, Easter diamonds? No, I saw a garter. Okay. I saw a razor. That was it. And I saw those within like two minutes of each other. So I was like, this is going to be a good day. That was all I Super saw. Basic. Oh, man, you could have like taken the chaos and got. He lives. Yes. So you're just you're just talking about my my trek through Eastern Diamondback territory yesterday and how I came oh, up empty handed. I feel like though out there, like those trails are pretty popular, so there's probably you're not gonna find many. Like you're probably not gonna see any on the trails often. I feel like you really have to go like deep in there. You know, in between the trails and stuff, but it, I mean, it kind of sucks because at the same time, Hunting Island has like the highest concentration of ticks in the state, like population-wise. So, I'm not a fan of. Huh? Did I believe that looking at those pictures? But it's all pines and palms, dude. It's like prime, just and I, I know they're out there because when I, I used to work out there, like ten years ago. Uh, I used to work at like the campground store and uh, there were be some people that were like camping there that would go on the trails and they were, they would send to show us pictures of the ones they saw out there. So I mean, they're definitely there. Just right place, right time. I guess the Easterns are a little bit more shy. Because we've got um, up in North Georgia, we have a mountain called Blood Mountain, which is one of the more popular trails in the state. And I see campers uh, up there pretty, pretty regularly. It's get it is a little it kind of well it like it, I don't know it starts out kind of soft and then it... trying so hard guys like I really am I can I can hang up if you want me to is it I mean I is it the mic like what I don't know like I'm on my laptop I'm not on my phone right now yeah uh, now you sound crystal clear when I'm talking like that do I sound good Phil yeah you sound perfect okay the um what I was gonna say is too is. It's also time of year and time of day. Right. Because, like, believe it or not, like, you're not going to find any snakes at 2 in the afternoon out in the high country of Florida except for black racers and male eastern diamondbacks in spring. That's it. So, like, you, like, I know that if I go out to high country or, like, sandy soil at, like, 3 in the afternoon in palmetto country, 
in spring, I'm going to find a good sized dime bag. And it's 99% chance going to be a male looking for a girl. Well, the weather was perfect yesterday because it wasn't super hot. It has been raining a good bit, but it's been relatively cool. So. Well, sorry that I'm fashionably late. Everyone who's joined us on multiple platforms. I'm actually having a little bit of a hard time hearing you, Phil. Okay, how about now? No, you're good now. It's probably because okay. of me, like, messing around with my case and stuff like that. Yeah, I also think that my computer needs some time to uh, decompress because I just came in. I came outside from the air conditioning, so, like, I know my lens is probably all fogged up. I'm sure the speakers are the same way. Fogged up speakers. What, uh, what new geckos? Uh, What's that? You got some new geckos. Uh, not yet. They're in the mail. Okay. They're in the air. They're in the air. The vertebralis are in the air. What are you smoking, Philip? I am smoking the tabernacle. I tried. I was very tempted to smoke this earlier. I said, I'm going to wait until tonight. It's Aquitaine, saber tooth. Yep. Nice case. Double, a double wrapper of a Connecticut and then that Ecuadorian Habano. Um, you look it up. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> I love it. See, Casey's got the whole lip thing down and everything. I was a smoker in a past life. Right. Yeah, no, I uh, I got I got some baby, not very babies, excuse me, adult vertebralis, and uh, it's my first time keeping them, and I'm fucking excited as hell and terrified at the same time. So it's good, it's good, and uh, my man uh, Isaac in California from Monster Bellies, he's sending them, dude, and like he's the nicest guy ever. He's I've talked to him a bunch on Instagram, and like. He just, he loves his geckos, man. And he does such a great job with them. Like his pictures are awesome. And it's not like, oh, look at my bougie gecko. It's like, look at this awesome animal that I produced. Look at how awesome it is. And he's he's, he's awesome. I, I can't think of a better word than that because everything I've done from the communication and photos and just general bullshit about geckos has been great with him. So Monster Bellies on Instagram if you need some higher end bougie geckos. I do enjoy Australian game. All about the Aussie stuff, right, Scott? I really am. Getting more into Central America, but I think uh, I think as far as animals go, like my heart really belongs with the, the Australian stuff. Yeah, I, I, I totally get you, man. I totally get you on that. So, hey, look at this. We got Mike. We got Vincenzo. Pendog. Andy's in here. This is a good show tonight, boys. So, how was your guys' Hi. weekend? How was the weekend? Nothing much. I uh, working on improving my collection about uh, halfway to the point where I want to be here. So, so I've got a place about uh, an hour north. Where I'm start moving stuff up so whenever I want to make. 
I got to uh, clean this out. I'm going to get headphones because I'm cutting out bad. Stand by. Justin, you're going to have to teach me how to breed What? You're going to have to teach me how to breed colubrids because I'm trying it for the first time this year. I caught none of that. Oh. You're going to have to teach me how to breed colubrids. As soon as I learn, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm trying it for the first time this year. I'm trying out the, uh, the bamboo rat snakes. Oh, nice, man. I didn't even know you had any of those. I got them in Daytona. Did you try it out? Yeah. Oh, let me uh, let me know if you produce some because I'm wanting some of them for a hot minute. They were cool. Um, I've got them in a corn tub right now. I don't know. They're a little fast. If I I was gonna say, are they pretty spazzy? Because I know a lot of those montane Asian rats are pretty. pretty yeah, they're the run. That's the thing. Like I could open it up and show you, but like if that thing bolts, it's, I'm gonna be chasing it around. They're basically like. Asian version of a coral snake. Like, yeah. They look the same way. They kind of feel the same way. Like, they look basically identical as far as something that is so radically unrelated. But there's so much of a version of them there, you know? Yeah, I've, I've had my eye on those. Um, I'm really not even part, you know, partial to, to any one subspecies in particular, but they're just, they always look like a lot of fun. And the fact that I've said this a a lot lately, but I'm really surprised they're not more popular because you like you want to keep them on the cooler side. And at the same time, I think maybe that's part of the problem is like people can't get them cool enough, so people don't keep them. They're kind of boring captives. Something where you keep right, but they're very uh, cryptic. They're very much a burrowing type animal. Mm -hmm. Give them enough mulch, and you kind of got to dig around. Beat them by unthawing the pinky mouse and just kind of like somewhere we think it is. Come back the next day and it's gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what I do with all my colubrids now, anyways, minus, you know, the corns and the bears and stuff. Some of the babies, like, I'll have to, I'll, I've been getting, uh, feeding live to some of the babies because every now and then you'll get a couple that are just really hard headed and just completely ignore her and thawed. So, you got a male mandarin. Yeah, a lot of them I'll just I'll drop in there and forget. But like, dude, they're one of the only animals I can where I could legitimately forget I have them. Like, yeah. Because what I've got them in is bioactive. So, like, the poop, the sheds, bugs take care of it. I do get the sheds out, but, like, man. I don't remember even seeing any of those at Daytona. I don't even remember seeing any of those at Daytona. There was a group of, uh, it was 2.3, mm-hmm. and I was going back and forth with Billy the entire weekend. I really want to get that group of things. Go get them, man. And put it off until like maybe the last couple hours of the show. I came back, and uh, yeah, 1.2, like some adults were gone, but the adults were still there. So I, I went and picked them up. They're on one of the back tables. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm curious. I need to do some research on this because I don't mean. Given how cold you keep them, like how the hell do you incubate? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about too. That's, you're literally cooking the eggs warmer than you keep the snakes. Yes. 
Yeah, but you don't have to. Can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to cook them per se. Like, I imagine it'd be very similar to, like, Cresta Geckos, where you just kind of bookshelf. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, like, <clears throat> even that's warmer than what you keep them. Okay, like, yeah. yeah. Right now, and I've got the uh, Latisinkus, like, right over there. And they eat, they poop, like, they're perfectly fine hanging out at, like, 68. I would be afraid to give them a hot spot, because I'm afraid it would cook them. Yeah, no, I've heard, like, low 70s, like, definitely not anything higher than, like, mid-70s. Just, they're very odd. It's it's crazy that, you know, an ectotherm or poikilotherm or however you pronounce it, you know, can survive. And something that's so dependent on external heat. Phil, we were talking, did you catch the part where I said that they're basically like Southeast Asia's version of a uh, oil snake? No, 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 I missed that. Yeah, no, I, I was just wondering if you agreed with that or not. Like, they're very, at least physically, they're very similar to a coral snake to me. Yeah, you're talking about the Lettucinctus? Um, oh, yeah, oh, most definitely, most definitely. I, I always get attributed, I mean, just because I love venomous shit, but like, any of those bamboos are basically to me a non-venomous fees viper and like everyone i know that kept fees vipers was literally dark and cold and like this is just so cool under the ac vent tons of fake foliage black as night just don't even look at them if you look at them wrong they're just gonna die so i mean obviously you don't have to do all that with rats but again that's where my mind goes is that you know Keep them cool, keep them dark, keep them away from humans. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't have them on Cypress right now, but I keep my mandrakes on Cypress. And I guarantee you, I lost, I lost that last sentence. I, I got up to. Fuck, man. It's almost not even. Like, this is even stupid. I don't even know. I'm going to hold the thing closer to me because my mic's somewhere over here. Can oh, the people in the chat hear me? I mean, yeah, it kind of keeps, like, fading. Like, you, you talk, you start talking, it sounds fine, and then it kind of, like, and then it... Okay. And it, and yeah, like, you, know, you have, like, a headset that comes with your phone? Uh, like the, the idea earbuds, problem the mic? is it doesn't connect to this laptop. It should. Yeah. It, uh, I'll go look for something, okay? Be back in oh, Casey, get it I'm together. So hard, man. Like I really. <laughs> yeah, but he looks. He looks good. Thing. I feel like part of it's just his location. Yeah, but he looks good. That's all that matters, right? He makes us look better. Oh yeah. Like combined, we're like a four, but Casey brings up our group total to like an eight. Solid eight. Solid. Oh. What's uh? What? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, my boy. See, he's got the right idea. He's got the headset. He literally looks like he's standing in front of headlights, though. <laughs> yeah, he's on that foundation stuff too. Yes, he is. Mm, look at that light tan wrapper. I know. Yeah. I can't. I can't do these fucking headphones. I'm sorry, guys. Why not? I love it. I use live music on yeah. the background usually when I'm doing it. Can you hear me okay now? 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> so now it's the ghost of Casey because I hear him, but I don't see him. <laughs> it's like Casper, the friendly cannon. <laughs> so, TE, man, what's going on? Same old, same old. I love it. I love it. Dude, and what's funny is I legit I, – I, I was working all day today, and it was pretty busy at work. But I totally – I'm like, I know this is stupid because you're on now. But I was literally going to text Justin like, yo, get Thomas on here tonight because I don't know why we haven't had him on yet. But this need to happen. Well, I, I just posted the, I posted the link for people to get in just in the group on the, on the thread saying – just to see, I like, I like, like I was telling Casey before he came in, I was like, I like just kind of throwing it out there and seeing like what shows up. Oh yeah. Like no idea who's going to show up. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to hop on. I dig it, man. I dig it. Listen to the new Deftones album for like the 60th time. Oh, I, I haven't listened to it yet. I finally got to download it, man. I, I like it a lot. I found it because it. We're on the East Coast, and I we had to I had to wait for it to be midnight Pacific in order for me to purchase it. Yeah. Oh, because you use iTunes, I guess. Yeah, it was on Spotify at midnight. So. Yeah. I'm not that hip. I guess Casey came up short. Empty hand. Not a microphone, but the problem is. If you Yeah, if you plug it into that, it ain't gonna It doesn't work, does it? Wait, whoa! You might you might be able to change your uh, input. Uh, yeah, there's that an microphone. option. You go to the like the three dots. Uh, well, hold on. Talk, talk back into it again. Talk back into it. Give us your best Bob Barker. Okay, so when I plug it in, the issue is okay. Default. That's like having a phone conversation with my grandma. Does this work? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Loud and clear. <laughs> now give us your best yeah, problem. Now I bet you okay, he I can't, can't hear you guys, though. Because it's plugged into his audio jack. I'm so So bad. it'll it'll take his input, but it's not going to – unless he puts his – he can change his output settings, though. Yeah. Something. yeah. Bob Barker. What? Bob Barker. The price is wrong, bitch. I plugged it. Oh. <laughs> if you go down to the little gear, the little settings here that says cam and mic below. Yeah. If you change okay. your out, if you put that, put that mic as your input and then you change your output to your default, it should let you do that. Yeah, I was trying to do that. Oh, okay. When he gets yeah, like, he's crystal clear. I've got like an Xbox headset, but it doesn't work on the computer. It doesn't work well. Thomas has a freaking military grade one, and it's working fine. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, call a mod mic. It, it's on my headphones. Thomas looks like he's in a bunker in Okinawa right. in 1946. <laughs> like the war is over, but he still has to radio to. <laughs> To tell that he's still alive, surviving like, horrible rations. And they forgot him and they just left him in the bunker. And now he's there thinking the war's still going on. Random yep. birds. That's me. <laughs> I 
Thomas was with me when that asshole at the hotel kicked us out of the porch area. I know, man. What a dick. Dude, that chaps your guys' ass so bad. I feel bad. <laughs> and then the rest and all the other assholes where they're smoking cigs up there all night. No problem. People shooting fireworks. Yeah. No big deal. Have we met Thomas? I feel like we've chatted a couple of times, but I don't. Yeah. I bought that uh, a Brettles Python from you. I think we chatted a little bit at uh... <laughs> what? Nothing. Laughing at you. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, I think we chatted a little bit at uh, Daytona. So a little yeah, I bit. think so too. Depending on the night, Casey may or may not remember. <laughs> yeah, there's only a very small. <laughs> part of that Friday night I don't remember. And apparently it's the part where I punched Phil's cup. I, I have no recollection of this at all. Actually, I don't even think Thomas was there for that. I think you and your mate had gone back. If it was the night that you saw Casey stacking cans on a table. <laughs> yes, I was there for that. that. Oh, well, then he was there for that. Justin, do you remember that night uh, that you drank that most of that vodka bottle? Yes. Yeah, Casey was here for that, too. It's, just it's, a little, it's a little spotty, but I do remember. Okay. I remember that and the syrup shots. And, yeah. Oh, oh. And I remember <laughs> I was laughing the other day because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I remember saying, I'm about to chug. You guys want me to be, like, you guys dare me to chug this bottle when Phil just gets, dude, please don't. <laughs> and then I looked at him like dead in the eye and just started going. I just freaking went for it. And you were just in the steamer over there inside me, like, oh. It's like the most half assed uh, attempt to get me to stop. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Please don't. I had explicit orders from your bride to be to make sure that you didn't die. Oh. And then right, and then right after, I was like, "No, no, no! I got him. He's good. He's good. He's just like." <laughs> it's a good, good night. It's a good I time. That yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Next year, I can actually drink because I'll, I'll be staying at that hotel. Hey, hey, oh. Gotta get yeah, that was not Jaeger. It was that yeah. was a, that was a fatal fatal mistake on your behalf. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. we can't break your balls about it because you didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Nope. And now you know. Knowing is half. Now, now I know. Still waiting on us to find my shoe. Uh, next next Dude, year, I'm gonna pop I up. really, I regret not taking a picture of your good shoe. And then buying a pair and just sending you the shoe. Just be like, look what I found. And you like roll around in my backyard. Get yeah, all- yeah, like make it all make it all worn. Like yeah. take some barnacles to it. Yeah, literally put it in like a bag with some seaweed. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. So no, you guys though, like as much as just apparently I have very tiny feet according to drunk Justin. So uh you would have sent me like a little baby to <laughs> I forgot Justin, about that. <laughs> Justin's a Sasquatch. His feet don't count. I have size like 13s, dude. Everyone's feet are small. No, I know. It's just that was like the one thing. I was sitting next to you when you were drunk. And you're like, Casey, your shoes are so freaking small. You just like start giggling to yourself. It was really funny. 
Yeah, I literally and that tone of voice where your voice just cracked, Casey. That's exactly that, what yeah, his voice that. cracked when he did it. He's like your feet are so small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy Milton's coming to Daytona, twenty twenty one. Dude, this this saber tooth's very good. Wow, you're like happy to get some shit. I mean, it was like a it's like the EMH, which is like a robusto. So. Mm. Yeah, the tabernacle got hot quick, so I kind of put it down for a minute, let it chill out. Casey, how's that lint roller? That lint roller, great. Like best best lint roller ever. I didn't know have to. I didn't have to light it. That's strong. It's good. I contemplated getting Florida Kanye, but I ended up just rolling with the monsters. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Target brand spared no expense. I got. I got a piece of. Only the best here at the Urban Residence. Hair on it, stuff too, and piece of uh, plastic bag. <laughs> Thomas drinking shine. Nah, I'm drinking beer, Narragansett. This one's I'm for out with Andy. A little bourbon sweet tea. No, I got to get down and uh, we'll sweet hang tea out. Flavored like bourbon, Alberta. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad that you're on here because. I have, I want it. So I'm going up for Justin's wedding, which is on a Saturday. So I'm off the Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before that. So my goal was to do some herping. Now, from what I gather, it's a wee bit chilly up in those, those guys' neck of the woods. Um, I'm assuming it's also going to be chilly by you. I don't know if you wanted what, maybe. Uh, what's the date? Uh, the what it would be the fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth of October. Seventeenth. Uh, no, your wedding's the seventeenth, right? Yeah, so I'll be I will be traveling the at least the fifteenth and sixteenth, maybe the fourteenth. I'm so, actually gonna be uh gonna be gone. How are we supposed to have our cigar shop pizza party with your pizza up once if you're traveling? No, it my I wanted to herp my way up to you. Doofus. I mean, I was just going to be on two days early. Like I, me. I may be back. I, uh, I, got, I got somewhere I'm going to be that weekend, but if it's a week, I can probably meet up some, pla some places. He's going to be here in Buford, and he's not going to come visit. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be within... A he's like, dude, I'm in Buford. Buford. I was like, okay, cool. I'm at work. Come by. I mean... Never came <laughs> I'll make that up to you one day. We'll just randomly walk into the shop. I'll probably be off. I probably won't even be working. It'll be Raj. One of the old guys. Wouldn't know what to do. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll just show up. Show up at Justin's shop. Dude, if it's up. if it's our, our shop across town, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Just just let a bunch of Nerodia go. Fuck it. I don't know about that. <laughs> and just dump them out. <clears throat> hey, so, it probably makes some kind of like brand new kind of cigar smoke, right? You mix in a rhodium musk and oh yeah, yeah. fused. Oh god, uh, like I bet somebody can do it. Listen, any kind of musk in the field is the smell of victory. I don't care what people say. That is true. That is true. All right, guys. Top three. Top three favorite musks. Go. None of them. 
five. Favorite. You gotta have one that you're like, okay. No. You got that one. It's it's an interesting one. It's almost fruity smelling. Which one? No, just garter snake. Okay. Little like a little tangy smelling. Yeah, Um, little tangy. Have you ever had a carpet musk on you? No. I have had. I hatched out my first. Uh, my first clutch of brittles, there were some psychos in there. They would must. Hmm. You know what? Sudeikis musk is nice. It is sweet, and it's not abrasive. You know, decay snake musk is actually not terrible either. I've never smelled decay snake. It's, it's a little... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Some French woman would use it as perfume. No, oxyrhinus is gross. That's gross. I don't know. I can tell you which ones I hate. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right, which, ones you, which ones do you hate? Nerodia. Nerodia. Yeah. My, my, like, the one that I absolutely can't stand the most is Amazon Trebo with Paralysis. I it's can't remember. This weird. It smells like it smells like burnt hair and burnt rubber at the same time. It's just bad. I think my favorite, though, hands down, if you guys ever have the chance to smell it, is East African Green Mamba is identical to cut celery. Really? Yeah. And it, that's you wild. Know, you know it's gross, and you're like, you're like, oh, that's gross, but it's kind of refreshing. I thought I smelled cabbage. Yeah, it literally cut celery. Yeah. I like how Scott Iper always is uh, chiming into this, but never actually jumps in. You guys ever had Scott Iper on? Uh, nope. No, we need to though. Well, he's, it's like noon his time right now. He's probably he's probably like at to work. <clears throat> so if look, he isn't working, he ain't that busy because he's he's in he's in their deep. We could be on the background. I give the guy some credit. All right. How about Colonel Musk is pretty bad too. Have you ever been herping? Or let me rephrase it. Have you ever? Yeah, herping and or road cruising. And you smelled the musk, and you were like, there's, there, "There's a snake around." That's the worst. Yeah, I've done skunks. Skunks, you can tell when a skunk got oh, here. Dude, you can yeah. you can tell a skunk's nearby from like ten miles. Yeah. And then if you're down by my neck of the woods, you have a trouble. You have trouble deciphering if it's skunk or marijuana. No, I was at um. Okay, so at Daytona, there's a little jetties area, like a little park. Off the side, not a lot of people go to. I was there one time, and uh, right skunk. They were trying to get that thing out of the uh, one of the garbage cans. So it jumped yeah. out. It actually like walked around and hung out for a little bit. I'd never seen a striped skunk before. Well, not a stri- it was a spotted skunk. That's what spotted. it was. Spotted. Spotted skunk, like one of the little ones. It's a little weasel yeah. with it. Super cute. Yeah, super cute. Yeah, I super cute. want to pet one, but it's adorable. Dude, a freaking. If a, a skunk can do whatever it wants, I ain't gonna move it. I ain't gonna mess with yeah, it. Yeah, me either. Let it do whatever it wants to do. Jesus Christ! It's like a like a hostage situation, like a bank robbery. Just cooperate, and you'll leave unscathed. Well, all right. So, like, underground gets uh, captive bred skunks, and uh, they remove the scent glands just like ferrets. And it's actually it's actually better than ferrets because. From what I gather, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I guess ferrets have two glands and you can't remove both. It'll give them health complications. But on the skunk, they can remove both. And like 
they make a great pet providing you don't feed them junk I've food. Heard they, they make a great pet. They're like they're like a dog cat hybrid. Like they're not gonna come yeah. when you call them, but at the same time they'll sit in your lap and play around. Um they're like a cat but smarter. That's the way it's it, yeah, yeah. right. Um so I've always wanted to get a spotted, but I found out that they're protected in Florida and you can't have one. And I was like, how cute would that be to have a little spotted little fluke ball running around the house? It's fucking adorable. I, if I had a choice as far as like bizarre pet, I got I'd do a possum in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've had possum. Possum. That possum is awesome. very South Carolina. Virginia. South Carolina. I've heard they're not bad pets either. Like they're surprisingly yeah. clean. Like yeah. They're really not like you can train them, right? You can they're like litter, you can like litter boxes yeah. or yeah. anything like that. Like they're they're really not bad pets. And like obviously if you go you can't go pluck one out of the wild and be like, I am that awesome, but like captive bred, I guess. Like they're, well, they're clean animals. So I had friends that were working for the Army Corps of Engineers and my buddy was running a bulldozer and he uh they were they were bulldozing I guess palmetto scrub or whatever for some kind of road construction like palmettos on the sides of the highway or some shit. And uh, he went up squishing mom and uh, he pulled out, he, he knew, you know, marsupial, I got to check the pouch. So he checks the pouch and she had one baby in there and it was like, just got fur. So he named it dozer and uh, he bottle fed it and got it, you know, a little bigger. And then he went up giving it to me and I had it for a little while uh, until it was about yay pig. And like, the cutest shit in the world. Dude. Dude, so they're so much fun here. to play with when they're little. They're so cute. It's like a pocket kitten. It's adorable. They hang from your fingers and stuff, mm -hmm. from your tail. Yep. So like, I yeah, just, like, just like a kitten, they like chew on your fingers. And, like, little, little, wow. little, little ears. Yeah. Stupid cute. Little radar dome ears. So awesome. I actually, I couldn't take care of them the way that I wanted to. So I gave it to my friend's mom who does a lot of animal rehab stuff. And then she had him for like four or five years. And then she gave him to a nature center so they could like have him on display. And uh, when I found out that she gave him a nature center, like I went and checked him out and visited him. And I mean, he don't remember me, you know, but I was like, man, I kind of want to get one. And it, right then Florida made it illegal to have him as pets. Why? Because they didn't want people plucking them out of the wild. Yep. They didn't want people going to the, dumpster and just fishing them out and breeding them and having it says a lot about the Florida residents that they would think yeah would it does <laughs> <laughs> yep can't have them as pets because we know all you motherfuckers are going to ruin it for everybody else yep catch Florida man Florida man that's it yep. I had a buddy with a raccoon for a couple weeks they uh that was for a couple weeks yeah so, I don't know the but, raccoon thing would make me a little nervous because I'd be worried that it just like fly off the handle one day. Yeah, see, it was yeah, little little too. Too. Um, yeah. We were riding around. He had a Jeep, and I was sitting with it in my lap in the car. And you know, it was sweet. It let you pet it. And it would kind of like eat whatever food you were giving it and stuff. But then, riding in the car, and we hit a bump. And all of a sudden, that thing goes from like being a kitten to being a raccoon. And it starts trying to bite me. It starts trying to scratch me. So I just throw it in the floorboard and like bring my legs up because. This thing hadn't had a rabies shot, like. So it climbs up into the seat of his jeep, and we gotta like crawl it, like take the seat apart for about an hour and a half or so until we can get this raccoon out. And it starts pooping, and it's got like butt worms, where like maggots are coming out of its butt. So it stopped being cute at that second. 
Yeah. See. But it was adorable for like the little bit of time it lets you pet it. And they have like really weird fur too, where it's like a really coarse, thin yeah. fur. It's like it's like having a freaking bear or something, man. Like they're cool and they're awesome until they're not. And like that's yeah. then it's like, okay, these are not not enjoyable. Yeah, that's why I don't mess with mammals, man. I just have no interest in the weird shit that goes on just to switch. Awesomes do live short lives, don't they? They don't have very long lifespans. Well, yeah, I mean, Henry put that on. I was going to say, like, <clears throat> in the wild, at least I know Florida, statistically, excuse me, they only live like three to five years in Florida because the probability of them getting hit by a car is so high. Um, but apparently, they lived like 15, 17 years in captivity. Really? Yeah, they, 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 live, they only lived to be like two years old. So it's news to me they even lived to be five or six. Yeah, now, see, now I kind of want to Google that because it, that's what I remember when I got Dozer, I was doing homework and they're like, yeah, possums live 15 years in captivity, but in the wild they die at age three. I think if I was going to do something weird like that, I would either do a much deck deer or Fennec Fox. My, my roommate's ex has a munchjack. Munchak are cool. And I those little tiny ones? Adorable. Yeah, the little tiny ones, and they'll come lick uh, lick salt off your fingers. Yeah, super cute until it's done playing with you, and then it gives you the old boom with the, with the antlers, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? I mean, goats are the same way. Yeah, yeah. But not as cool as Munchak. No, nowhere near as cool. No. Little micro jungle deer. It's adorable. We're going to oh, rename yeah. this episode Maduros and Mammals. Right? Legit. They got a munchjack problem. Where? There's like little parts of England. Mm. There's like little micro deer running around people's gardens. Imagine seeing herds of little miniature dwarf deer. How awesome <laughs> would that be? That would be cool. You little get a little, deer the little size miniature rabbit. crossbow that's like a third the size. And you can like Give your give your kid a little crossbow, dress him up a cami, give him a little tree stand, and then as these little things are running around, like from their little jungle gym, from their little playhouse set. Uh, I wonder if they taste good. It's kind of messed up as we're talking about like how cute they are and like how they're probably pretty good pets, but they gotta they gotta have like a pretty pretty nice taste. If they if they, they probably taste, do taste pretty good. If they taste anything like whitetail, they're probably fine. Yeah. So going back to possum lifespan. According to Wikipedia, the Virginian possum has a maximum lifespan in the wild of only about two years. Even in captivity, possums live only about four years. Uh, the rapid scene size of possums is thought to reflect the fact they have very few defense against predators, given that they would have little prospect of living very long regardless. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it says, uh, uh, in support of this hypothesis, one population of Sapello Island, which is five miles off the coast of Georgia. Sapelo has, Island. What is it? Sapelo Island. Sapelo Island, yes. Uh, five miles off the coast of Georgia, which has an isolate, which it has an isolated pocket uh, for thousands of years without natural predators. It was found by Dr. Stephen Ostad to have evolved lifespan up to 50% longer than those mainland populations. Fun fact of the week. I had a buddy who, uh, Apparently, that's like a big research thing. Like a lot of colleges will have uh, students go out and do uh, research on staphylo. I got invited to go out there, but I didn't. Uh, I had something else going on. I always 
I always want to go check it out because they got some cool stuff going on up there. Just let a bunch of brittles go. Yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> I, 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 I they like don't have natural portion. predators until now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an island off the coast of Georgia where there's zebra and uh, there's a big group of um, ringtail lemurs and a couple other things like that. They don't let people go on this island though, but it's like one of UGA's research islands. We have an island here that's that's got a bunch of macaques on it. Yeah, what was the island called, Justin? Do that's you know? Morgan Morgan Island. Okay. And there's a there's a company in Yemisee, which is like this little it's a small town. If there's there's like barely any people there, but there's this company that I guess reads them and sells them for like testing and stuff, from what I understand. I don't know. There's this whole island. Yeah, there's this whole island you can go by, and like, there's always there's people trying to get on the island and stuff. And it's like, well, is, it, is it Cozumel that has uh, uh, Central American boas on it that are invasive? Yeah. yeah, I guess it was. What was the story? It's like uh, a movie producer used the snake for some movie, and then when the guy was done with it, when they were done shooting, they just let it go and it dumped a bunch of babies. Cozumel has that. And um, Florida has macaques too, for pretty much the same reason. Where? Uh, Silver Springs. Basically. Really? Yes. The guy tried to do um, a jungle cruise ride. There's rumors they were trying to film a Tarzan movie over there too, in like the 30s. So they didn't know macaques could swim. So there's an island in the middle of Silver Springs where they put these macaques. Within like a week or two, all the macaques are gone. And now there's a pretty good sized population of macaques. Sounds Silver like Springs. monkey hunting. Dude. I don't think these guys. I never hear about any leaving Morgan Island. I mean, they probably can't swim too well in uh, salt water, but a little freshwater spring where they only got to swim like twenty feet at the most. Like, oh, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Morgan Island's like there's it's it's there's a decent amount of real estate between them and like the mainland. Yeah, probably easily a couple hundred yards, maybe like a half mile even. <clears throat> Like it's, not, it's not like just a skip over there where there's like a bridge or anything like that. Like you can literally only get there by boat. Hey Cox, what do you think a 30 grain VMAX would do to a macaque? You're sick, though. I need it. That's our relatives. Okay. The offer to put a, a retic on? I didn't hear that last part. <clears throat> he wants to hunt one. I want to go hunting. <laughs> Dude, I've heard stories about that. Where? I'll wait till plug is back. Talk about something else. What do you like? What do you even if you do go hunting? Then what do you do with them? After? Like you can't eat them. I mean, you could, I guess, if you wanted to. I ain't eating them. I don't know. That's how we got COVID. <laughs> yeah. How you get super Ebola? That too. But no, I heard a story about a guy that uh, went to Africa and shot a baboon. And apparently he shot it, like, dead in the chest. The raccoon, like, grabs its chest like a person. Like, looks at his hand, sees the blood, looks this guy right in the uh, eye, and falls over dead. And he said, like, I will never do anything like that again because it freaked him out. Yeah. But then again, I heard that story, like, third or fourth hand, but still, like, I could totally see something like that happening. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, they know what's up. I don't up. know. That's why, like, the, the poachers and stuff going for, like, the chimps and the gorillas, like, dude... If there's one animal I ain't going toe to toe with, it's one of those. Like a oh, tiger, yeah. sure, because it'll at least kill me quickly. 
but like a chimp is literally just gonna like beat your ass, rip you limb from limb, and then maybe kill you. Like maybe kill you. S- same with a uh, like a group of uh, baboons. They will yeah. really, they will eat you. Your hands and feet alive. Yep. Like you hear about like people getting attacked by chimps and stuff, and that is legit. And the reason they're so strong is because their muscle fibers are supposedly like three to five times more like larger than ours, and so they have like that much more strength than we do. Like even at the same like weight. Yeah, they don't have the fine muscle control we have. So, like, they can't thread a needle, but they can lift a log up three times everything we could do and just chuck it. What are we talking about? Get attacked by gorillas and chimps. Fuck that. You ever seen, like, you ever seen the video of those two male silverbacks duking it out? Yeah, I've been to Miami and watched them play fight, and I'm like, nope. If you were in the middle of that... Like one punch, like they're sitting there punching each other and hitting each other, and that's like it's nothing to them. If they did that, you you're fucked. Yeah, I have one sentence for that: four fifty four hundred Nitro Express. <laughs> Just saying, it, my you're not guarantee you, I wouldn't. Not wrong. I just hit the deck and play dead, dude, and hope that it's not as smart as. I am, and actually thinks I'm dead. Oh, remember that woman that got attacked by one once? Yeah. Yeah, it chewed her face off and bit her hands and feet. Like, yeah. They know they're not killing you, too. They're smart enough to know that like you'll suffer more if they just leave you there. Oh, no shit. Henry, I gotta look that up. But apparently, a uh, death adder is the way to go if you're getting killed by an animal. That's what uh, Brian Greg Hart... <laughs> Brian Greg Price yeah. says. Apparently, Wait, it's like the best way you can die. Okay. Oh, I, hope, I, I, I really hope that Scott's still in the group right now because I was always told from day one back in the day that the way that you know if you got a dry bite from a death adder is if you felt no pain because people die from pain overdose because it turns on pain receptors. So, maybe I'm wrong about this. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. So Henry is right. Uh, Madrid zookeeper seriously injured after gorilla attack. The caretaker reportedly suffered a head injury, chest trauma, multiple fractures, and two broken arms. I don't know why they just say both two like each arm is two broken arms. Whatever. But yeah, it's um it's in uh, Venom Doc. Yeah. What? Yeah, he talks about he got bit by something, and apparently he was in like a euphoric state. As he was dying, some some neurotoxin. I yeah, want to see yeah, the death adder, but I heard uh, from somewhere, who knows where, that uh, uh, some death adders give you like a psychedelic experience as you're they're killing you. Interesting. I'm not sure if that's right. But. Henry's saying that it wasn't a death adder; it was Calliophus, the uh, Malayan corals. Okay. No, uh, I remember he said he got bit. Yeah, the I mean the the Calliophus turn on all your pain receptors and stuff. Like they make your well, yeah, no, that, that I know, but but I know people have been bit, had that have been bit by Calliophus and survived with no antivenom. So, yeah, Scott says death adder bites are fucked. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I trust them more than pain, I or is it because of the, them just shutting you down? It's 
So this zookeeper got came face to face with Malabo, a four hundred pound twenty nine year old male gorilla who had somehow access somehow access a secure area that was he wasn't supposed to be in there and somehow he was. Like can you imagine you're working your normal job and then you just walk in and all of a sudden a freaking four hundred pound silverback's there like Howdy bitch. That's oh, one bad day. Yeah. That's what that is. I got you walking down the hallway minutes. and like a gorilla just turns the corner. Three minutes of right time. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Speaking of broken arms, did you see that video on Facebook of the, the pedophile dude getting his arms broken? No. Dude. No. It took I think it took place somewhere in Europe, and I don't know if this is actually what the case was, but someone I guess some dude was talking to this girl who was like 13 and the video says that her uncle like found this guy showed up and it's on like a CCTV camera. He like knocks the dude out cold and then goes and breaks both of his arms like intentionally like puts his freaking knee on his, on his like bicep and then just, Oh, oh dude, it's so jacked. Oh, it's messed up. But, oh. Going back to the uh, deathies, uh, Scott says that, yeah, death udders are horrible, horrible nerve pain and a horrible headache as well. Okay, so the book. There was something, though, he said he got bit by where he was, he was apparently feeling real good, but that might just be like embellishment for a book. Yeah. I know they say that's why uh, Cleopatra committed suicide by Cobra. Apparently the Egyptians would study like different ways to die, and they decided that cobra bites were like the best way to go. You see, I, I read something recently that, that was not a cobra; that was a uh, saw scale. Okay, that would be. I would go the other way. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Definitely, I would definitely I get a saw scale to all myself. <laughs> you are listening to this and contemplating a way to die by snake bite. Please do not listen to us. You don't know what we're talking about. It, yeah, so exactly. here. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. You guys hear about the uh, the orangutan that learned how to uh, pick locks? It would keep a little bit of metal in its mouth, <laughs> pull it out, figure out how to open up the lock doors. Oh, God. That's watching too much Oz. <laughs> He's got the orange jumpsuit. Dude, that'd be scary. I feel like those things are... Orangutan's a scary animal, man. Especially the males with the big faces. I think I'd rather see a gorilla than an orangutan. Coming after you. Not that How either about either? Yeah. You're not going to survive either one, but... I don't do mammals. No. Especially not primates. Primates are scary. Ooh. We're very weak primates. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if it weren't for our size, we would have been extinct a long time ago. Well, uh, <laughs> on a uh, on a lighter note, uh, now that we're all morbid and kind of perturbed with each other, uh, here, have a, have a gecko. There you go. That's the male. That's the male, and that is a uh, 2019 male. And I like him because his, his line is almost completely unbroken. Looks good. 
like the little blue eyes to him. For all of you who are looking and watching, yes, he has feet. They're in the sand. Um, and this is the female. If I can get it to go. Which it's not going. There it is. She's a looker. Oh, yeah. Gold dust, baby. That's awesome. What's the common name on that? Uh, uh, midline. Yeah. Midline. midline okay. Yeah. Sometimes they call them the vertebral gecko or the spinal gecko, but it's it's the midline gecko. Midline noptail gecko. But I just like how like the tail is the segments in the tail are more defined. You know, it has a more more defined taper to it. This is a good looking animal, man. I'm stoked. It's the most knob tailed of all the knob tails. Right. Hey, Billy joined us. Why is Billy not in the actual group? Billy's working. You're at work. Yeah, he's at the firehouse. Making subs. Kind of wanted to see him in all that bunker gear. <laughs> all I can watch now are like gorillas fighting, dude. These things are no. pure muscle. We're trying to do a live show here, and you're just watching videos of. There is a fucking ass ounce of fat on these things, dude. Ryan Cox would like to know, would you rather fight one orangutan or ten gibbons? I'm going to go with one orangutan. Yeah, me too. I can outrun an orangutan, I feel like. I don't think you can. I think he's going to fuck yeah. you anyway. I don't know. I'm pretty I'm pretty fast when I'm scared. <laughs> I think the orangutan, if you just kind of like laid there and like started petting his fur, he would pick you up like a baby. And may, you maybe you'd have to, you know, suckle on him. Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. But I feel like you'd be safe. Like he would like hold you and be like, Yes. I mean, like, watch. Dude, look up how much a, how much does a given weigh. I'm trying to one hit from one of those, dude, that will kill you. Like, that's nothing to them. They just, like, float. Have you seen the video of that one shattering the, uh, like, bulletproof glass or whatever it is they've got to separate it? Yeah, and the kid's like beating his chest, and the grill just runs up and like punches it, and just it completely shatters. It doesn't like break open, but that thing clearly could have broken out of that cage in like two or three more hits. This uh. is actually really interesting. I watched this. This is about like a, a group of chimpanzees that are like brutal to each other. Yeah, like they're great, super great audio. We just watched a seven-minute video. There is no audio. No, no, you're about to click on the, the brutal chimpanzee thing. I know, but I'm saying, if anybody has time, like check that out. It's actually really interesting. How much is the given way? Look that up. Uh, I mean, if I had to guess, they're, I feel like an adult is probably pushing 100 pounds easy. Really? I'm going to guess they were somewhere between 10 and 30. Like, I don't think a given bigger than I think. Like 40 pounds. One species can weigh 17. Other species usually weigh around 12. Okay. <laughs> Dan from Trap City says, WAP. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, 
Howler monkeys. I got those mixed up. Howler monkeys, I feel, are a lot bigger. But Gibbons, eh, that's a tough call. I guess I'd I take the like Ken Gibbons would mess you up. I think they would just tear you apart. Billy says aquatics and alcohol isn't all right, but pipes and primates is question mark. No, I'm not feeling into this. Like it was fun for a hot second, and I'm I'm definitively done with the thought of a chimpanzee ripping off my genitals in defense. Oh. Talk about fish. Stingrays. Well, I to pull up uh, for those of you who don't follow. Um, uh, uh, can't talk tonight. Sorry, Matt Somerville in Australia. Uh, he actually has an amazing enclosure he just built in his home that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, it was on the Do Yourself Enclosures Facebook group. And uh, if Justin would be so kind as to throw it up, I'm busy. Anyway, I don't exactly remember what species he was putting in it. There we go. Watching the um, fight. So uh, it's a very large enclosure. Um, it's supposed to uh, simulate the Armin, uh, excuse me, Arnhem Escarpment in the Northern Territory. Uh, fully custom built by him. Um, it has built-in hide boxes, which are accessible to the animal through the rock crevices. So we can actually look at these. So that's like the front onto it. And I actually, there's a video at the end that I'll, I'll click for you guys, but it looks way deeper than it is. It appears that this is only maybe a foot or two deep in here, um, but that's the front of the cage. I don't know what he did to do the rocks or the vines or anything. The vines may be real. Um, here's some, you know, in progress pics, you know, pre-painted and stuff. I really want to know what species he's putting in there. It looks super cool. I really like the foam rocks people are starting to do right now. I'm seeing so a, lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on with that right now. Well, I don't know why it won't let me open the video. Oh, there we go. Can you guys see that? Yep. Okay. I don't know if the plants are real. Obviously, the leaf litter is probably real. Um, but it, I just thought this age was amazing. This enclosure is amazing. And he did it all himself. It's fantastic. I almost feel like something like this on this size would be beneficial to have animals that you could co-op. Um, so this is one of those one of the enclosure spots that has the cave, which is pretty cool. That's higher up. And he's got another one on the bottom that has like some uh, uh, moss and stuff in there. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's an awesome enclosure. I'd love to have that. I just, I'm not that creative. I don't think I could do it. It'd be fun to learn how to work with that stuff. And yeah. Really, really cool things with the, uh, the foam rocks or whatever it is they call it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've seen the uh, uh, Universal Rock over in Texas, and they have some amazing stuff, um, and it's all super lightweight. And I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like if you had, if you needed a particular piece that you couldn't do yourself, I think they'd be a great company to work with. But I don't know if me personally, I could do an entire enclosure by them. I don't. I don't know. I, I think I would want to do it myself and get like the satisfaction of doing it myself. Kind of like what, what Cody and Pia do. Yeah, Cody and Pia have some amazing cages. 
dude, I, I say it time and time again, the lichen in that one price eye cage is spot on because I've seen the lichen in person and it's identical to the wild. And even um, uh, Paul was telling me yeah. when we went out to dinner, Paul was telling me that I guess he did the, the painting of the lichen and then he was like, that doesn't look right. And he used paint thinner and take it off and he'd do it again. And he'd be like, how's that look? Oh, I don't like it. He'd take paint thinner and do it again. So. Cody's on another level. Yeah. I really want to, I really want to pick his brain on cage design. Yeah. Justin's over there watching videos of something, making all kinds of weird faces and stuff. Oh, I was just about to say, what is Justin watching? He's making gorilla faces. I'm not. I'm just watching, watching gorillas fight. The sheer power of these things is just mind blowing. <laughs> Justin hasn't been listening to like anything for the last five months. He's watching gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's even creepier because they're smart. Waiting for, I'm waiting to see one of these. Can you imagine being the first person to see a gorilla? Right. You could say that about so many things. Yeah. But I feel like a gorilla especially. Like there's I, I go down weird rabbit YouTube rabbit holes sometimes. Apparently the ancient Egyptians uh, circumnavigated Africa and on their way they found gorillas. Thought they were like a race of giant hairy people. And they actually tried to abduct some female gorillas for uh, purposes. Good luck. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine looking at a gorilla and being like, okay, get it on board. <laughs> yeah, back then with no modern conventional tools or equipment. You know, you're, you're no, I'm just, like, just wanting to. Looking at a female gorilla and be like, yeah, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> Like, that'll look good in the living room. We're talking to it, and it's not responding. What the hell? Yeah. There's only two languages in the world at this time. <laughs> Man, my female chondro is slowly moving towards the cooler end of the cage, which is very promising. That means it's, like, time to get a male in there. I want to put the male I just got from Phelan in there, but he's in quarantine. Put them both in quarantine. I hate to be that guy, but take them both. Put them in the quarantine. Room. She's big. I can't. She 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 would not fit in the. He's so much smaller than her. I'm actually like slightly concerned for his safety. Andros ever uh, try to mess each other up? I mean, males will, but like their feeding response is so strong. Yeah, but at the same time, I. Can you like introduce him, like have him slither in like the bottom corner of the cage away from her and then just I've, let nature do its thing? I've tried it. I have this either a hook, the mister, or both on hand when I put the male in there because if she sees movement, she goes for it. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's my hand, if it's actual food, if it's the male, like if it moves, it dies. So now, I may be going out on a limb here, but. Have you ever thought of, and again, this is, I'm not making a joke. I'm being dead serious. Have you ever thought of taking, this is some, this is something that I've thought about with breeding cobras because cobras are notorious for them eating each other. 
Um, and then they get it like, almost all the way down, realize that it's too big to actually digest, and they yak it up and it's a waste of a breed. Um, waste of a species of an animal, whatever you call it. But have you ever thought about taking a rubber snake and putting skin or like shed skin on it and like introducing that rubber snake day in and day out? Like I've put male sheds in there with her before just so no, she's like. But I'm talking about like an actual, like go to like the toy store and get like a rubber snake. I thought about this and like slide a rubber snake in some shed skin, put like on fishing line so you can like drag it along the bottom of the cooler or something just to get like that. Oh, it's a snake. Oh, it's a snake. Oh, it's a snake. And she bites it. Oh, well, she bites a rubber snake. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought of that? Am I crazy? I haven't. That's a pretty good idea. That'd be too much of a risk for me. I feel like you'd get like a, a, a wrap and start eating it. But that's just me. Well, I see. I don't know. Because like, I thought about the two. I was like, all right, they get a wrap and she starts to like sniff it out. But I don't know. You can at that point, I feel like you could honestly get it away from her. You could, you know. Put a hook in her mouth or, or piss her off or something to get it off of her. You know, squirts and chlorine yeah, or something. I don't I know. Put, I put male sheds in with her just so she there's like some sort of familiarity of like when he's in there, she's like, okay, this is like he's been in here before kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and mostly just so that when I do introduce him, that she's not like the first thing that moves must be food. But even then, you know, I have to make sure like. With any nocturnal species, you know, be it emeralds or whatever, I think you definitely like do them during the day because at night they're just completely different animals. Okay. And, I mean, my male's taken some bites from her before. I mean, he's been fine, but it's so nerve wracking because she's she's so damn big for a condor. She's she's very large. Um, and like the the my bigger male that I bred with her originally, like I'm not as worried about him because he he can kind of handle it because he is bigger, but Limeade, man, that's. I'd be worried if she actually hit him, like she could very easily probably puncture something vital. Interesting. Interesting. And it's just that initial Morelia food response where it's like you first open the tub. I mean, I know, like, all of you keep Morelia, so you know what I'm talking about. You open that yeah. tub, and it's that, that initial, like, grab it. But I don't, I mean, the rubber snake thing I don't think would work with conjures very well. I think it'd be kind of a waste. I just put the shed in there so that they're familiar with that scent. Or, you know, even the, um, like, if I'm using paper towel or puppy pad, you know, use the substrate. Just take one of the sheets when I'm cleaning, throw one of those, those sheets in there. So it's something, you know, like I said, it sort of builds a, a familiarity. And then it's just a matter of uh, breaking them when you first open that tub or cage or whatever, and you're introducing the mail. Like, um, that sprayer works really well. I put on the jet setting, not the mist. And so when I start seeing her kind of, because she doesn't usually fly out out the gate and try and grab. She does that, like, test where she stops short and then kind of waits. And so I'll, I'll hit her with that. And it usually breaks that that food drive. Um, sometimes I have to do it more than once, though. Because sometimes I'll spray her. She'll see the male move again, and she'll kind of start looking like she's going to go for him again. So I'll hit her. And if you kind of continuously hit them for a few seconds, they it completely sort of throws them off, and it's not as bad. But uh, just when you're dealing with a bigger conjure like that, their teeth are so damn big, man. Like, 
she grabs and wraps Limeade, and I think he's, he's, he's pretty screwed. <coughs> yeah, I've never really heard that with Morelia before, but then again, I've never really tried Congrove. Like, I've used uh, 600-gram 600 male brittles with a girl that's easily over eight feet long. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't even think bigger than him before. I don't even think Lime made six hundred grams. I mean, if I had to guess, he's probably closer to like three or four. Well, Condro is so much smaller naturally. Like a natural, like adult Condro in the wild. Yeah, I mean everything except Biox. But my female Biox, I mean, she's she's got to be a thousand grammer easy. I mean, she's she's just she probably makes him look like a freaking yearling. I mean, she's just she's so. Now, how about if you, uh... Huh? No, so I do think that's kind of cool about wild chondras, though, is how small they are. Yeah, yeah, everything that isn't, like, a biok is, like, what limeade is, like, full-grown, five years old, like, tiny. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. You're good. Uh, I'm ignorant about it, but how about if you introduce both animals to a separate enclosure? Would that help with that or or not really or just screw things up i mean i think it would it's just then i'd have to have like a separate setup that's you know got a heat panel and like they can stay in it you know like once the male's in there and she realizes she's not getting fed and i watch them for a few minutes after i put them in there like they're fine you know yeah. my male in there for weeks no issues um, it's just that initial like that initial like going in there like Morelia, you know what I'm talking about. They just, they're ready to, they're ready to go. So we'll see. Um, I'll probably end up putting them together either late November or sometime in December. I don't know. Yeah, they'll probably go about the same time each year. I see that with most yeah. snakes, is that pretty much you just introduce them the same time you did the year before, and they'll lay eggs within a week or two, typically. Like they, ha they have a set time where they mm -hmm. put their follicles go. Yeah, and that's why like this female starting to move towards the the cooler side, which means she's doing something. She really she stays on the warm end no matter what temperature I make it. If I make it cold, if I make it warm, um, that hot end is where she hangs out. So when I start seeing her moving to the cooler end, obviously something's something's changing, something's different. So that usually that that tells me that it's probably that time for you know follicles to start and to throw a male. Yeah, how many eggs did she lay last time? Seventeen. Okay, I thought it was seventeen. That's, uh, that's a pretty good sized chondro clutch, right? Yeah, I mean that's decent. It's crazy because like Jake's Poplin, who laid this, uh, you know, not not long before my clutch came. Like that's a smaller animal, but their eggs are like twice the size. So like chondros have bigger clutches of smaller eggs, and then you have like other carpets which have smaller clutches of bigger. This chondroids are freakishly small. I mean, it's like it blows your mind when you see them because they're, they're tiny. Yeah, I've never seen them. I really want them. 
You can like corn snake eggs. Like same size. Remember, we don't mm-hmm. we don't do corn snakes where I'm at. Never seen corn snake eggs yeah. before. I was say you wouldn't know me that. <laughs> what did I miss, boys? Okay. We're talking about chondros. Word. Who are you talking to over there? Katie. That was my very, that was my very attractive. Had that smile to you. What's that? You had that kind of smile to you. I know. She walks her dog in the back. The dog, I saw the dog come out. I was like, what? <laughs> we, we hadn't talked yeah. in like a week, so uh, we were just catching up. It looks Put that charm on, Phil. Hopefully, we'll have a drink this week. <laughs> hey, I'm, I've got a really big, important business meeting going on right now. You know, you do real, real big, important. Very much so. It's funny because I don't want to say it too loud in case she's still outside. But can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So, like. She always pokes her head around the corner, and she has no idea what we're doing. So, like, she's she just talking to herself. She has, she has, well, no, she has the look like, is it okay? Like, is it okay if I come around the corner? Like that kind of shit, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> okay, Phil. I want to get, I want to get her on one night. That'd be cool. Just for like five minutes. Just for like, hey, you're your friends, you know. Well, uh. In a couple months, we'll get the women in our lives to uh, jump on. I like it. Yeah. Someone has to have done a Brettles condo cross. I think it's been done. I think it's been done. I don't remember seeing a picture of it, though. Honestly, it's made people hybrid stuff. Like, I'm kind of surprised that not done more. Like I've never I don't think a bread ball a bread ball has been done yet. Funny cuz uh as far as the hybrid guys go, it seems like Angolans are all the rage right now. I don't understand that. <clears throat> I don't understand taking expensive animals and breeding them to cheap animals. Like when people take chihuahuas and breed them to cresties, it's like why would you take a $1000 gecko? To a hundred dollar What I have more of a problem with and like fourteen females. It, it's it's not the price that I, I'm concerned about. It's the it's the uh, a rare animal. You don't really have a lot to go with, right? So yeah, uh, you got you crossbreeding out and muddies the waters. Well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Is like people do it like the Bowellans to. Carpets, like jungles or see, whatever. See, that's like, that's why? ridiculous. Yeah, I hate how cool those look. I absolutely hate the fact those looked as cool as they did. And everyone can stare at me and be angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I know they were evil and horrible and awful, but they looked pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, I have no shame. I'll breed brittles to whatever. I saw, um, I've told you guys a couple of times about there's uh, Brittle's Inland Mixes in Australia, and they actually look really cool. Like a naturally occurring integrate? No, no. no. Some, some guy did it. Okay. But 
they end up looking like um have you seen pictures of the Flinders range carpets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they end up looking kind of like that. Like they look super cool. I wouldn't do it. Let's albinos in the mix, but anyway. I see one that's a Condro Diamond Python hybrid, but it looks like pretty much every other Arbondro you've seen. Just a slightly shorter face, kind of like diamonds have. Mark was trying to sell a, uh, it was a Brettles Diamond Cross for like 800 bucks. Like they had done something so extreme. What did it look like? Like a Brettles Diamond Cross. There's there's a lot of them, but. Oh, really? I, am, yeah. I don't think Actually, as far as Brettles Crosses go, it's not a, it's not the worst one. Like they end up kind of having like a diamondy color with like a Brettles pattern. Nerd was trying to act like they did something like rare and awesome, but it's a pretty standard thing. Like there's a lot of them floating around Europe. I think it's where a lot of the screen stuff. But I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Oh, and Casey, I'm uh, I'm working on that logo. Surely, slowly but surely. I'm going to probably do something with this. I haven't quite decided yet. I didn't draw it. I just made it look like that. But Wait, I'm thinking, who are you doing that for? What? Who are you doing that for? I was going to try and do it for you and try and do the Aboriginal style artwork. But the problem is, is that I don't think I can... I need to get... I was talking to Billy. I need to get a goddamn stylus. That's my problem. I'm doing all this with my finger on my phone. So I gotta, I gotta really work on it and figure that out because I know you had mentioned that you wanted some Aboriginal type art, and I am not that artist, but I want to try and do it. I just like you're actually trying it. Like I was, I was loving the one you did with the actual cannon. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta, I gotta figure that out because the problem with the cannon is, is like, I gotta make it so all the lines are similar because like some of the lines are like broken and faded, and then some of the lines are like really sharp and perfect, and I gotta, I gotta like smudge it and fuck with it. And, Bill randomly messaged a group we're in one day and was like, hey, I'm working on Casey Logo. And we had never talked about it, but it looked really good. Looking at oh, all the black. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nice. Pretty sure that's one of the ones that was at Daytona. Nice. It's American Reptile Distributors. I say that with disdain. Yeah, that's an awesome looking animal. It's, I mean, he's got a, like a bunch available right now. Who is it? American Reptile Distributors. I, I love like my man. Rat snakes. They've been, uh, They've been surprisingly easy. Like, I mean, at the same time, I do pretty much ignore their existence, you know, minus cleaning and stuff. That's what makes you successful with them. That's trick with a lot of these rare animals. Just don't look at them. Leave them alone. But it's been the same with the Boiga. Like, everyone's like, Boiga, 
advanced. Mm, no, not pretty easy. Dude, that dog tooth is looking better and better and better every time I check on him. But I just my problem is, is I'm only feeding him chicks, and I keep forgetting to fucking feed him. And I'm like, man, how many days has it been? I'm like, fuck, it's been like a week. I gotta feed him. Is it a male or female? I think it's a girl, dude. I mean, I at that size, I'm pretty sure. It's a female. Yeah. So I figure I'm just gonna get it as established as I can, and then eventually, if a, a male import comes in, I'll just snag them. I mean, if all these eggs hatch come November, I mean they'll they'll probably be one of the easiest species I've bred as far as the cyanium. Put the mail in, wait for eggs, hatch the eggs. Done. And you didn't do any cooling or nothing. You just threw them together at the right time of the year. Put the mail in on a whim. They were locked within twenty minutes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, just a breeze. But I mean, Terry Burwell, he breeds cynodon, and he gets like two or three clutches a year. Like they just. Well then, I shit. Think, maybe I should just buy a mail from him. I don't know what he has for sale. But yeah. No, when the time goes. Sign it on are easy to find. Like sign it on are pretty easy to come across. But. Oh, sign it on. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's kind of crazy to me that Collierbreds can double and triple clutch like that. Like yeah, as a I, I, guy, I, I, me I, too. That's crazy. I plan on pairing mine again probably in December after those eggs hatch. That's really good. Are they usually uh, like fertile the next couple times? I don't know. I mean, this clutch that I have is, is perfect. I mean, I haven't had any eggs going bad or nothing. Everything looks solid. So when I'm in South Carolina, I'm going to get some boy guy. I'll probably get some from you. Trade me some baby like I'm going to go like a little crazy with like a couple things like that. Nothing hardcore, but definitely Gila Monsters. I, I want a pair of those so bad. I love Gila Monsters. They are... I would say they're towards the top of my list of things that I wish I could have, but can't right now. I take mine for granted. Ew. I'll, I'll take I yours. I really do take mine for granted. But I've been feeding the shit out of her because I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Rob Stone's advice, and I think I'm, I'm gonna try it this year. I'm gonna try and throw them together. I just I gotta call my friend who lives across town and tell him, yo, you know this date turn that heat lamp off, and then this day, you know, stick his ass in the fridge. I may, uh, I may even uh, ask him if I can just take him, take his mail, and just, uh, that way I'll just chill him at the exact same temperature. They'll be in the same thing, and then when they come out, I can just be like, oh, look, friends. Make baby. Yeah, right? Yeah. Are they rough with each other? Yeah. Okay. They're like blue tongues then. We're like, you got to watch them. Like, I'm sure it's every lizard, dude. Yeah, but here's the scene. They're all if, very if blue tongues start getting If blue tongues start getting rowdy, you could reach in there and you can mess with them. You, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do with healers. I'm, I'm going to just get gardening gloves and cross my fingers. You know what I mean? I get welding gloves. Yeah. Welding gloves, yeah. Well, that's the scary thing about lizards like that in general, though. Is their bite pressure, even, you know, even if you take the venom out of it, their bite pressure is so strong. Yeah, you really mess your finger up. Well, Henry, if I can make some, I'll give you one. Gosh darn it! What about me? Ah, fuck it. Healer's for everyone. You get a healer. You get a healer. 
Yeah, so I'm going to produce those cotton mouse, man. Dude, so one of them, I think I have all boys. Ah. Ah. I'm waiting for one other adult to shed that I really think is a girl, and I'll see if she's got plugs and go from there. But. Dude, last week when I pulled that shit out of that male Jansen eye, those like he had the most serious plugs I've ever seen on a Kluber, like in a Kluber shed. Mm. I was like, holy crap! How about this? How about one of my uh, female black purple maculata shed? And I was like, oh, this is perfect. She just did it. She looks great. She got lighter in color. It's not black. It's like a dark chocolate brown, and you can kind of see the saddling to it. Mm -hmm. like, All right, whatever. It's not black. For whatever reason, she's losing the black, whatever. So then I take the shed out, and I'm just looking at the shed, looking for, like, imperfections or whatever, you know, if there's scabs or whatever. And I see sperm plugs. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I literally pick up the skin, and I fold it in my hand, like, up to my eye. And I realize that I guess I was groggy or whatever. The, the the vent scale had rolled into itself and there was a strip of urates that made it look like two plugs. So I took a paper towel and I started wiping this, this fucking skin and I'm making it all flat and like wiping the poo away and I realized, no, it's too girl. <laughs> but I, for a split second, I was like, what the fuck? I need to probe all my corns, figure out what's what. So I know what to put together next year. That's what I need to do with the cottons. I honestly, I need to, because I, I need I need another person to come. I mean, I have my roommate, but he's never home. I, I need someone to help me tube the cotton so I can actually probe them. So. It's and I they get so damn squirmy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like they don't want you to stick a metal rod in their ass. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? People read a lot of uh, I Kissed Her John stuff. Mm. The people that breed native Akistradon stuff, that's all, I feel like that's all they do. Okay. So, like, if you're a cottonmouth guy or a copperhead guy, that's all you do. You only have that. And I'm sure there's some people here and there that, you know, oh, I had a pair and I produced them, or oh, yeah, I got a pair of copperheads that I caught in the yard this year. I'll, I'll throw them together. But, like, I feel like the guys and the gals that are like, Copperhead people or cottonmouth people, they're the ones who actually do the, the real, real breeding. Okay. <clears throat> Those are really pretty snakes. I mean, it seems like, I guess, like you said, the people that do it are that's all they do. Yeah. It reminds me of and, um, yeah, very, very much so. A handful of people do an Eastern cognitive, but that is literally all they do. They're Eastern cognitive. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like even Easterns are like on a on a whole wavelength of their own because of the whole frog thing. Yeah. Like that's just like if that's what you do, that's what you do. Like that's all you do because that, that's all you can do with your frogs and everything. Um but what I was gonna say too is it's I feel like if more people kept a Kistronon in captivity, you'd see more crazy patterns and more crazy I don't want to say color schemes or like texturing or whatever because we see them in the wild herping and you're like wow that's really pretty one or wow that's really ugly one but then like you get like i just had that pigment rattlesnake that finally shed its jungle skin and dude it's a completely different animal it's stellar looking and i feel like that 
us keeping them in captivity and them not having to live in the muck of the wild, they're just going to get prettier and prettier and prettier, and they're going to retain that pretty. Yeah, man, I believe completely. Like, there's so much variation. I feel like, like there's so many like different selectively bred lines and stuff people can make without even doing more stuff. Which I know no one's really going to put a lot of effort into that because they're venomous, but. There's some cool stuff you can do with that. Well, I feel like yeah. their range is so extensive. I mean, it's just like any other big ranged animal. It's going to have lots of locality variants. Yeah. So. Yeah, like you know what I think would be cool? What's that? A high white Beyond project. You get some of those Beyond Condros that have a lot of the white just single white scales and stuff, or some that are in like little clusters. Like I've got a young male that seems like he's getting more and more of them. He'd be like, that'd be awesome to do like a high white beak. And is it a whole white scale or is it like white tipping? Uh, mostly like whole white scales, but I mean, you get some little specks of it here and there. But yeah, somebody really sent cool. me, a, someone who's not a snake friend sent me a picture of, I believe it's like a sickness offspring or something, but one of those crazy kaleidoscope looking chondros. Mm -hmm. like, is this a real snake or is this Photoshop? I was like, no, no, that's a, that's a real photo. Like that's not doctored. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's doctored a little bit because it was posted, but no, that's a real animal. And I, I mean, I, we look at so many snakes on a daily basis. It's what we do. It's our passion. It's our love. But like I zoomed in on this chondro and I started looking at the individual scales and like, legit kaleidoscope and i was just yeah. enamored. enamored i think that that's that's one of my problems i think like if i really wanted to get into chondros i would have to have the kaleidoscope i couldn't just have a normal green one <laughs> brad clark says that one of his gila monsters crawls into his hand when he opens the ap enclosure <laughs> i wish i could do that with mine <laughs> Mine would crawl into my hand, sniff my finger, and then just be like. Eddie produces some really nice calico stuff. Mm. Okay, so can you actually selectively breed chondros? Because I feel like, I feel like it's such a such a crapshoot with what's inheritable with chondros and what's like only sort of inheritable with them. You know what I mean? Like if you're. Legitimately, be like, okay, this this Aru is striped. Let me breed it to another Aru with a stripe and actually get like striped babies with it. Yes. So I don't think it works in the like. It's not. It doesn't work in the traditional sense like we see with like horns and balls and stuff where everything's very predictable. But I mean, we've already proven that like lines can be carried down because I mean, Stiegel just not just produce, but he produced some sickness babies and those babies look just like him. Right. So that's obviously a heritable trait. But I do also think, because I mean, everyone said that about Cresteds too. They're like, Cresteds are, you know, polygenic. You know, you can't, you can't, um, unless it's like incomplete domi in dominance, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna see uh like the traditional route of offspring and stuff like that, um, which I actually found when I was breeding crested. I don't think that's the case. I think the only reason people think that is because you only get two eggs at a time. I think if they laid clutches of, like, you know, five plus, 
you would see babies that look, you know, some that look like mom, some that look like dad, some that kind of look like a mix because that's what I noticed with mine. So I don't think the whole like crested, you know, crested genes can't be sort of determined or planned. Um, I don't think that's the case at all, just from what I saw. But with chondros, it is, I think it's kind of a little bit of both almost. Like, because you compare two really nice animals and get normal green snakes and I mean, that's cool because, like, the genes are still under the hood, quote-unquote. Like, they're still there. You just don't see them. And then you compare two completely, like, I guess, boring condors, if that's what you want to call them. Pair those together and get some incredible animals, too. So, I mean, it is, there's, like, to a degree, yeah, you don't know what you're getting. Um, but like Mike's saying, the only known recessive in condors is the albino gene, which, I mean, I think uh, Marshall Mendez is the only person who's even doing anything with that currently. But I mean, like the super blue stuff, that's been proven. You know, the calico stuff's been proven. The high yellow, like the legitimate high yellow stuff, like the high yellow line, just high yellow biops that have a lot of like yellow on them. That's not the same thing. But uh, Pedro's stuff over in uh, Portugal, like his stuff's proven out. So yeah, I mean, you know, like I think you you know what you can expect when you put two lines together or two snakes on the same line together, but you're not going to know exactly like, what you're going to get. And then, like like Billy is saying, you pretty much have to hold on to a whole clutch just to know what's going to be what. Yeah, that makes sense. It just seems like a lot of these arboreals have very, uh, there's so much natural diversity in them that every baby would look different until you really just start breeding animals and look the same. Look the same. Well, it's like Amazon it's Trigo. Yeah. I mean, Amazons, you can put two garden phases together and you get colored babies. You put two colors together, you get garden-based babies. Like I feel like, like that's legitimate polygenetics. I think. Yeah. In the Amazons. But Amazon to say that, are crap. I think that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. But then you have stuff with with Amazons, like the you know calicos and those, and then you have the uh, you know the tiger stripes and and whatnot, which have also been proven. Um, yeah, there's uh, I think it's simple recessive. I think there's the leopards and the tigers are definitely proven out. I think yeah. that calicos are like they know it's inheritable, but I don't know if they know exactly how. That's how that works. But to me, that's the best part about chondros is like, yeah, and I've said it on here before. You can be in chondros for a week. You can be in chondros for forty years. Like you're not gonna be able to tell someone any better than anyone else what a baby's gonna look like. You can probably see like certain markers where you can be like, "That's when I hold on to. That's when I hold on to. That's when I would hold on to." Uh, but even then, people have been proven wrong on that, where they got a, a neonate that was like chocolate brown, no pattern whatsoever, and it ended up not being anything super blue. Because most super blue chondros are very dark, like almost black neonates with very little pattern. Um, you know, you can have some babies that they got a crazy thick. You know, contrast on the on the actual pattern and everything like that, and you think that that's going to you know end up being something really solid. May not be, may not be. I don't know. But to me, I like that 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 level playing field aspect of it. I like a lot. So I remember the other day you were posting up uh, uh, the yellow baby that ended up being really cool, and you were happy that somebody finally jumped out and said that yellow babies could be just as cool as red babies. Yeah, because there's like in the chondro world, there's people that think that there's 
And I mean, there's some people like Brian Fisher who they only deal with, with red neonates and that's out of personal preference and because of what they're working with and like the Fiox and stuff that he's focusing on, that makes sense. But then you have other guys that like to shit on yellow babies and there's there's like zero grounds for that. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hager's a perfect example. Mark has some babies from the clutch that's I think coming up on a year old and they're incredible, like super high black, a lot of melanin, and it just completely takes any preconceived notion that yellow yellow babies are somehow inferior to reds and just completely obliterated it. And I think it's complete crap. Like there's a ton of really nice condors that were yellow neonates, and yeah, your the red ones do typically at least in the designer stuff you can't expect more blues and whatnot out of the reds but that's with designer line animals so the animal that you guys are seeing on the screen right now is henry and i have a friend in sumatra named dede and uh the dude's a master traversers breeder most of the stuff he keeps outside because it's native to sumatra um but he has like a handful of chondros and excuse me I thought this was a Biancofial cross, but apparently he calls it a black-eyed cyclops. Is is cyclops a morph or a locality or what? Locality. It's a high one locality. And it, is it, it's yellow like Kofial or no? Not usually, no. Okay, so this right is... What's that? I said I think cyclops are uh, like right next to Biafora. Okay. Yeah. It's so like... This animal, he's he obviously loves this animal, but like I notice all the tiny dots of white, mm-hmm. and like it's it's just awesome, and it makes me wonder like zoom in, in on the eye. What's that? Zoom in on the eye. That's as good as we're gonna get. Yeah, it's black eyed, man. Well, I mean, you can tell, like, certain localities, the, the, the eye color does sort of play as an identifier to tell you if there's anything, you know, if it's actually, like, a pure highlander, uh, like, southern species. And then, like, Beox have a, have a pretty distinct trademark iris that's uh, usually pretty telling if there's some Beox in the, in the blood or not. But. Yeah. But I mean, he always posts videos of this animal. Um, he loves the snake. The snake's, I guess, like one of his favorites. He plays it all the time. But I just, I, it's such a striking animal. And then you zoom in and you're like, man, look at that. And obviously, it's a man. That, that head looks like there's a lot of Biak influence in that. But at the same time, I mean, who knows? Like, no one will, unless you have, like, like I've said since day one, like unless you have paperwork or unless you went and caught it yourself, you, know, you can never have 100% certainty on what locality or what the, you know what's what's in the lineage of an animal unless it's 100% documented, which would yeah. be important, so it's not. So. Yeah, and it would not shock me in the least bit if this was specifically bred to look like this, you know. This was not some animal that, you know, he just got a baby from a farm and it all of a sudden turned into this. I think the odds of that are pretty fucking steep. But at the same time, there's something different going on with it, that's for sure. Yeah, there's something, something's in there that's funky. And Whatever like, it is. And like you look at it, it has tipping like 
unique type of tipping, if you even want to call it that, where it's like the white isn't so white and it's almost like the green wants to be there. But then you look at these lips, and I know like a lot of chondros have white lips, but just look at the bone whiteness of it. Mm -hmm. Just awesome, awesome critter. Perplexed. Yeah. That's why I love founders, man. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Thomas, what are you keeping these days, bud? Well, I just got a pair of Bareds from uh, Daytona. Then I got a pair of uh, Florida Band of Waters from Chris Monrose. Also the, from the Bareds came from Rhode Island? Um, Bareds came from... Uh, Ron, something yeah. Ron Allen, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm looking into getting some Dominican Mountain Bow. Nice. I've been tempted by those too, dude. Those in the Jamaicans are awesome. Yes, yeah. they're they're basically the Brettles of the New World. Yeah, sometimes I'll see pictures of some of those island boas and think they're Brettles for a second because the pattern's yeah. almost identical. Yep. So when funds allow, I'm probably going to get a pair of those. And uh, I don't know what else. I'm, I'm kind of thinking uh, what my place is going to be really in the hobby, kind of. Either I'm going to be a breeder or, or try to make Cajun and stuff. So we'll see. Both. So you're yeah. only, you only have the four animals right now? No, I got a pair of brettles. Um, I got a pair of corns, a tetrahuma boa. Um, cool. What else do I have? A pair of poplins. Nice. And that's it, I think. That's good, man. You still have Jake's like demonic rebels female, right? Oh, sh she's fine now. She calmed the oh. fuck down. Her name her name is Hella. It, it was just Jake. Well, that's like dude, the Na the Nauda Justin. I, I don't know. Say, it's just like Dude, I don't know what you did to that animal, man. I mean, he's like he's like he's really not compared to other scrubs like Jake's scrub. He's not anywhere near as snappy as, as he is, but I don't trust him. No, I, I never trusted him. Like, but he didn't take a swing at me earlier when I was taking pictures, but I can see the gears returning. I can see the slight head movements when I would move, where he was, like, just locking in. I was like, I know if I get within, like, three feet of you, you're just going to you're gonna go for it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and, hey, I, I rarely ever, like, stretched him out. How long is that animal? Was he five foot? Somewhere four or five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess the thing is if he was in the lip of the vision, I wouldn't even try and get him out because he would be super defensive. He would strike down from the top, and they're those screws from the track of the vision cage. And I didn't want him to get hooked on that screw and like lacerate himself. So I would always leave him be in there. But if he was in the water bowl, I would literally put my whole hand in the water bowl and just pick him up out of the water bowl as like a like, like a ball python and just place him in my left hand and let him sprawl out, and he was totally chill. Um, if he was, like, nestled up in the corner or whatever, and I would use a snake hook, that's when he would get a little, like, squirrely, and I would take him out, and he would thrash around like a uh, like a wild-caught yellow rat snake. He yeah, he did that earlier. All over thrash around, and then the minute I, like, cradled his whole body, like, across my forearms, then he would just chill, and he'd... He'd wrap around my bicep, uh, kind of like a, kind of like a chondro, and just kind of chill there. And I would like, you know, keep doing cage maintenance, or whatever. And he was fine. And he moves to South Carolina and turns into a psycho. 
<laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I also leave him alone. You know, I really don't mess with him much. He's still yeah. he's in quarantine, so he stays in my my closet where it stays warm and dark. And I need to get him a new hide box. Actually, my use cereal boxes for hide boxes for my bigger stuff like that. So, what were we saying, Casey? No, I said some animals just completely change personalities when they move. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a emerald from Gary right now, where it wouldn't eat for me. I sent it back to Gary. It ate for Gary instantaneously. So he got to eat four or five times. Sends it back to me. Doesn't want to. Not like being at my house. Is is he at a higher elevation than you? He's in Jersey, and I'm in Georgia, so I don't think so. Like, it wouldn't even strike at a mouse. The first how it'll strike in the hole won't eat. Like I'm gonna try to use some tweezers or something. I wonder if it's like the pliers or something I use to feed stuff because I'm ghetto. So. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm really wondering if that's it, but it's really frustrating when I'm like going down the line and like this one eats, this one eats, this one eats. And then I get to the one that was a problem child and it's like scared. So it's totally me. I know it's me. Are you using like long needle nose, like for fishing? No, no. Um, I'm using like like plier pliers. Oh my god! What I've been using have, for years. You have all these amazing animals, and you can't buy a goddamn set of guinea pigs. <laughs> I've never needed them. Christmas. Right? Exactly. Let's all just pitch in and get Casey like a set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, it's like Billy bought me those uh, those curved hemostats because, you know, Henry's all been about it, and I've really been contemplating the idea of I like the curvature to them. And Billy got me a set, and I didn't realize they were Midwest. And they're, like, I was I played with them in my bedroom before I ever used them, and I was like, these are too pretty. They're, they're too pretty to use. And I just, I left them in front of my TV, and, like, when I'm sitting there watching TV, I would just, like, twirl them in my hands and, like, rub my fingers across, like, the smooth blade of the, of the hemostat. And then I told this to Billy, and Billy's like, the fuck's wrong with you? They're fucking rat tweezers. Use them. <laughs> now I use them. So. Hey, we've seen we've seen Billy's quarantine hook, so we can't say everything Billy did. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. His, his fucking wooden dowel with a fucking coat hanger drilled in the bottom of it or whatever it is. <laughs> Dude, I use old pull cues, too. Like, my equipment's so, like, so janky. Meanwhile, like when you know, I went and visited uh, uh, Chris Woodcock for the uh, industry spotlight, and we did a. We, he helped. He let me make my own hook, and um, I realized I have a ton of tools, and it's almost like um, I don't even know how to compare it. It's like you know, you you. I love the accessories. I love the accoutrement. You know what I mean? You're a gear guy. Yeah, I'm a gear. I'm a total gear queer. And like I have, I have tubes I've never used. I have tweezers and and probes I've never used. But like, they look really pretty. Like I know if I had to use them, they would be there for me. Oh. you feel on pictures like that with your guns too. You're the guy with like little pocket pistol, and you've got a you got a mini scope on it, and like laser dots and all that stuff. <laughs> Everything's got to have gear. No, I'm I'm not. I'm actually not. It's funny you mentioned that because like I'm not that guy 
for modern stuff, but like if it's vintage militaria, yeah. I have to have like every accessory, like like the little travel cleaning kit and the bayonet and the sling and like the tool to regulate the gas regulate the tool to regulate the gas plug and like I have to have all those little tools that I'm never gonna use on a gun that I'm never gonna actually use because yeah. I have to have the, the, the complete kit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so, over here hearing you tell that story, thinking you're about to tell us you put a, uh, a scope on a flintlock musket or something like that. Now <laughs> <laughs> all he needs is a time machine to go back when they were actually used. Oh my God, how awesome would that be? How awesome would that be to go back Not and awesome. learn? It'd be fucking fantastic. Just buy grapes and SKSs. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a really bad way to go. No, man, I would go back. I would go back with a bunch of old currency get vaccinated out the yin yang, right? Go back with a bunch of old currency, buy a bunch of shit in the general store, fucking Sears and Roebuck, whatever, Abercrombie and Fitch, buy some crazy shit, put it in a safety deposit box for a bank that I know still exists today, and I'd be a billionaire. Yep. I have a whole museum of vintage crap. There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, my favorite my favorite tool of all of my snake tools, my favorite tool, um, I got from somebody. It was I don't know if it was in the garbage or somewhere. I got it years ago. We jokingly call it the hooker violator. Um, it is basically it is basically a thirty inch long syringe of stainless steel, and it has the two finger ring on the back with a spring loaded plunger. And there's a wire that goes all the way down the inside of the of the, the tube, the, the the shaft of the of the syringe. And on the other end, there's no needle. It's a hook, and the hook is like a letter P. And the hook comes out and goes back in. That's all it does. And the point is that you are supposed to be able to bend it and articulate it. Excuse me. Put the tail of a rat in the hook and then slide it into a venomous enclosure and like dangle the rat by the tail. And when you think about it, practicality is completely fucked. There's no point whatsoever. You have no control over the rat. It literally is just dangling there floppy. So like the point of the tool, like the idea of the tool is great, but the tool itself is a total piece of shit. It's like but communism. It's exactly. But it just sounds great. Never works out the way. Exactly. But it it looks cool, and it's a it's a cool piece of herpetological history or herpetocultural history. You know what I mean? This is a tool that they used back in like the sixties. Another cool little side project I'm starting is I got a little enclosure right there for some Turkicus geckos, Mediterranean house geckos. Oh yeah. I have a little tiny one in there right now, but. My plan, we have a bunch on the building at work, right? Like a nice little population of them. I want to catch a group of them, keep them in there. A, just for fun. B, because they might be a handy feeder come baby boyga season. And then three, I just realized going through Instagram that if I have a steady supply, I can get Malagasy leaf nose snakes, which would be freaking sweet. Yes, it was. Brian, Brian Dumas just posted a picture of one of his females. Nice. My pliers are right over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab them and show them to you guys. <laughs> Don't make me go get those, uh, those Billy Hunt hemostats and show you up. And all of their shiny, 
shiny glory. Yeah, I do. I think it's crazy, though. Oh, my God, they're plotting. <laughs> they're legit, open-ended, adjustable If plotting. I saw that coming at me to feed me, I probably wouldn't eat either. Oh, my yeah. God. How have you not been bit on the hand thousands of times? I'm very well skilled at feeding snakes. That's how. Oh, my God. Please, you got to be with those. Please don't ever keep venomous. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually get tools if I keep venomous. Okay, good. Venomous is going to be sealed monster, which I don't think it'd matter anyway. He upgrades to the like twelve-inch long needle nose. <laughs> <laughs> the cobalt brand. Cobalt. Yeah, exactly. Fancy Oh my god. Bill, if you saw the equipment I've used, sometimes you would make fun <laughs> of me more than you make fun of. Uh, <laughs> uh, you make, fun of make fun of Billy. <laughs> That's funny. What happened? Carly just disappeared. Was she here and now she's gone? Oh, there she is. I gotta scroll down a little. Carl's dad, come back. Billy said, at least they're adjustable. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean these little Mediterranean geckos, man, they're pretty. Like they're cool little geckos. And everyone, I mean, not like I said, I'm gonna make them cool. I thought you could make a trap to trap those humanely. That's how I would do it. I wouldn't just catch them. Well, that's part of the fun is having like the skill because they're fast. I went and got like I mean, a nice, nice beta net. Yep. I'm gonna tomorrow night when I'm at work after I get off, I'm gonna hang out and catch them because they hang out under the lights on the building and sap up the bugs. I'm get my hands on some. Like that. That's that's bioactive. That's got isopods. Oh yeah. It's yeah. real. And pothos. Pothos <laughs> everywhere. Katie actually just yelled at me earlier because I cut, I took a clipping of her pothos off the front porch. Apparently, she's letting it take over the bench that we have there, and I was unaware. So, by taking a like foot long clipping, I have just ruined the ambiance of her pothos. Okay. So it'll grow back like twice as fast. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's outdoors in a humid environment. It's going to be, be back next week. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I finally, uh, I know I showed you guys in, the, in our group chat, but I finally got pictures of the female Fuscus. And, uh, uh, dude, she's so cool. She's so much thicker and like more, she's way stronger than the male. And like, I'm just, I'm nervous about what this snake's going to turn into. But dude, like the yellow on the belly, it's almost like, it's almost the same faded dynamic of those sea snakes like the yellow bellied sea snakes where it's like that dark like a uh, dark uh, i want to say it's not charcoal i mean i don't even know what color you'd call it but like these pictures just don't do it justice the yellow on it like that that's the picture right there like the yellow on that belly is just awesome and she's I'm just sure the cool. iridescence on that snake is awesome too in some oh way. yeah Oh, and like, there's, I, I try so hard to get pictures. Like, I don't even care if the, her face is blurry or it's like out of focus or whatever. I try and get the iridescence. It's so hard to get the iridescence because, like, I'm in my house or whatever. And obviously, my neighbors don't know what the hell I have. So I have to be discreet about coming outside. So, like, my day's off. Uh, if I'm off on a weekday, I'll sneak out at like noon and like just walk out back where I am right now and like take a couple quick pics. But 
I just can't, I can't capture the iridescence on camera. Yeah. But yeah, she's becoming my new pride and joy. Don't tell the male. Ooh, there's oh, a nice male radiated too. What's that case? There was a herper that was just at Fog Dam, and they posted up a picture of a really big uh, wild buck, like really? full iridescence on these lights. It, this was a pretty snake, man. Nice. There's um, there's a girl that I follow on Instagram, who I guess she either is a zoologist or she was in school for zoology, but. I don't know what she does now. I, I got to find it and I'll, I'll send you guys the link and send some of the other people that are on here the link. The um, She has like a little uh, t-shirt store online with uh, her, her cartoon reptiles. And it's it's very much, um, I'm not going to say that she's copying out of line, but it's very much that that kind of style. And she has a new shirt out that it, it's, the, it's a fuscus, like all like coiled around itself. And it's such a great shirt. I want to buy it. I have to buy it. I'm going to buy it. It's an awesome, and it's one of those t-shirt websites where, like, you can pick, like, fucking 15 different colors of t-shirt. So, it, it's, I, I gotta find it. It's too cute. I gotta find it. Ooh. Dude. I want one of those. <laughs> I am hooked. Like, the mail that I have, they're so cool. I, I gotta get my hands on a female at some point. Like, I have plenty of time because he's a young animal. Females are hard to get. Like you thought, female condors were hard to get a hold of. Like I think female subox might be even more difficult. But they're just—they're freaking awesome. Like definitely got to get more. This is another one I can see myself just going all out on. Yeah. Like the bears. Tricolor hogs on morph mark. Let me see. Dillo's asking about that radiator. Let me find it. <clears throat> I mean, they're imports, but those are pretty cool, too. Huh? Tricolored hogs. Oh, sorry. I, I was kind of mumbling that, I guess. Apparently, yeah, there's one of those where it's, uh, they make, they call it hypo, it's not hypomelanistic, but it's like hypo red pigment. They don't look anywhere near as good as the, as the wild type. Real black, red, and white tricolor hogs. I don't know how big they get, though. That's kind of a big thing about hybrids. A really hard time like judging how big they are based on the size, based on like pictures I see. Like I have mandarins right now, and I have no idea how big mandarins get. Billy and I were talking about that earlier today. Like I don't actually know the adult size I should be going for with these mandarin rats. I found her. Her name is Alana or Elena. Oh. 
So this is her page. And, yeah, that's uh, what I was telling you about. She found a uh, found a fuss. Like not long. Oh, ago. That, that's her. Yeah. Oh, awesome! But tell me how great that is. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Like, and she captured the iridescence and stuff. Like, it's awesome. And like, that's not what I wanted to show you. Hold on. Hey, that's a nice looking woman, though. How do I get to the next photo? How do I scroll? Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's the picture. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That thing's beefy. That's a big, thick old fusk. That is a diesel fuscus. That is beefy snake. But look at all this. Maybe that's what I got to do. I got to I gotta take the animal out and use flash at nighttime. That's what I got to do. <clears throat> but like... The shirt. I gotta get that shirt. Spice Girls were underrated in their day. <laughs> what? 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 That was out of left field. Yeah. You wanna be mine? That is Spice Girls, right? Just mine. I agree. Billy says that Fuscus are so much cooler than those bug-eyed things. Hey, or, hey, hey. Be a patriot. No, Billy's right. Billy's yeah, because I don't keep anything that's native. Get your hands on one. Like, literally handle one, and you'll understand. Yeah. Believe me, I didn't understand the sub thing for a long time either, and then I read that damn book, and now I have one, and now I want all of them. All of you will have all of them. All yes. of the Sankakos will be yours. There's only actually. Oh, I'm to, I keep trying to get Chris to send me his. What were we saying, Casey? No, I was saying I don't get Alterna. I, dude, I think they're amazing. I'll never own one. They're pretty, but like, yeah, they're I got pretty. a pair of Christmas mountains that are really nice. Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm sorry, but the, honestly, the only Transpecos animal that I really could see myself doing is ones that start with copper and end with head. <laughs> Those are nice. Those are really nice. Yeah, dude. Them the, Transpecos coppers are fucking awesome. Speaking of Texas, the new NPR episode is really good. It makes me want to go to Texas even more. Oh, that's out. I didn't even think of that. I got to listen. Me too. Let's do it today. It's like, God, I want to get out there even more now. Just... Yeah, like the field herping kick they've been on the last like year and a half, two years. I like the field herping kick that everyone's been on. I think it's great. I really See, do. And that's the thing is, I'm not even big into like field herping all that much because every time I've gone out, I never find anything. So to me, yeah. I don't. It's not all that enjoyable. Yeah, I think honestly, I don't know if it was Burke who said it, but I think it was Burke who said it. Where field herping. An area where, with where, and finding the species that he keeps that finding a species that he keeps in captivity, having found it in the wild, makes him appreciate the husbandry aspect that much more, and allows him to better his husbandry because he's seen what it's like where it actually lives. And it, it, maybe maybe it was you, Casey, that told me that. Casey can attest to that. Casey done. I know. I, actually, come to think of it, I think it was. I think it was when you were showing me and uh, uh, KJ. Australia pictures at Carpet Fest. I think you were the one who told me that. It also puts in perspective other things that 
the exact same way. As weird as that kind of sounds. Like, I don't know, we're talking about copperheads right now. You can get a copperhead exactly the same way you can. I don't see why you couldn't, because you find them in the exact same spot. Doing the exact yeah. same like, Yeah. And, and it, going to back to native stuff, like, although none of us live where, you know, uh, uh, Transpecos rattlesnakes are found, if we, it was a backyard animal for all of us, let's say, let's say a copperhead is technically a backyard animal for all of us, there's no reason why you couldn't gather up the leaf litter and gather up the, the foliage and, yeah. and really use what you have to make the animal perfect and get there. Yep. That's what I mean. That's what Vargas does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm very excited about his article, by the way. It's the last I started working on the layout today. It's the last one I got to do, and then we can start sewing up this issue. And get cool. Done. Hell yeah! I'm stoked. What's the What's in the cover this month? Can't tell you. <sighs> All right. Unless you're a Patreon <laughs> member, which Thomas is. Thomas has seen it. Thomas knows. I'm a contributor for the fucking magazine. <laughs> All right. I'll. I'll you don't have to show me. Just tell I'm me what's gonna. Doing. I'll show the world because there's only no, 13, no, no, only no, 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 no. Don't show the world. Just tell me what species it is. Uh, InDesign's opening already. Fine. I made me do this. Wolf. <clears throat> okay. Come to think of it, no one's gonna see it before it airs unless they watch this podcast. Yeah. So. If, hey, I mean, if they. If they've gone this far, then they deserve to see it. That's true. That is true. Those Actually, are mammals and mojitos. I'm slightly worried that this one won't print as well. I don't okay. think it'll be an issue. Like, but the, I don't know. Like, the cover picture has to be like as high res as I can freaking get it. Like, I want to be able to make a billboard out of it. <clears throat> it's thinking. Hold on a second. Well, I'm hello, Miguel. I'm asking my computer to do a lot right now. Hello, Miguel, and welcome to the live feed. Okay. Screen share. Hey. And by the way, uh, how is our new uh, editor uh, handling things? Dude, he's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Look at that photo oh my that god is sweet. that is so great and i love the color that's my favorite color is the letters herbert culture magazine that's my Just favorite color blue. i love it i love that fucking that miami vice blue fucking love it look at that animal jeez that's beautiful absolutely beautiful you know what locality that is no Oh, I know it's a colored lizard. Yeah. And I know it's on the cover. That is fantastic, man. Fantastic. I love the focal dynamic of it, too. You know. Yeah, and that's kind of like a big thing for me is like trying not to make each cover like where the animal is looking, you know, left or right, like trying to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Do something different. You don't have to show us the whole thing, bro. Keep some suspense.
Oh, that's great. Zing. Awesome. Snake Peak. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm so Actually, I'm eager to see what <laughs> you picked for uh, the industry spotlight because I was I didn't know what like I wasn't I had pictures from what I when I took with Chris, but I want to save those for the next one. I well, I just pulled a bunch off his Facebook page. Okay. So. Resolution is not going to be great. Tim Morris sent in a really in-depth article on the history of Mr. Blue. It was like the original Blue Condor that sort of started everything. Is this going to be the 100-page magazine? No, this one's actually going to be probably 44, 45 pages. Awesome. Perfect. Um, but this Mr. Blue article, like, it is sort of similar to the one that we had in the Condor issue, but this one's much more in-depth towards that particular animal. Nice. It's pretty cool. He sent in a ton of old pictures. Uh, I don't know. It was really, really cool. Like, I, Tim's, Tim's an awesome guy. So. Good shit. Got a cool Nile Marnell article from Botswana Paul. Can you guys hear that music? No, it's my, my, my music. No, my neighbor pulled up. Oh, that looks great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how well this is going to print, though, because I don't know. We'll see. But I figured he's a firefighter, so I went and found like a fire font. Cool, man. Awesome. That is so cool. I like to show people the process of it all, and sometimes I'll stream while I'm putting everything together and whatnot. And show you what a what chaos is in the form of freaking InDesign. Adobe, period. I need to get better at Photoshop to be able to do more dynamic stuff with the layouts and whatnot. I'm constantly feeling like my my design and stuff. Each issue is the same. <clears throat> Yeah, Tim Morris is the Mr. Blue guy. You guys really can't hear that music. My dad no. pulled up in a car and they're blasting some atrocious like house rap. It's rough. And the whole like the whole tennis court's like vibrating. Fucking savages. You guys have heard it. What's that, Casey? Say it again. That it is thundering like crazy right now behind me. I'm surprised you guys can't hear it. Oh no, I don't hear it. Either. I'm surprised y'all can't hear share out of my headphones. Nice. <laughs> do you believe in love after love? I do. Believe in love after love. Believe in love after love. a man beside my face. It's this 90s, 2000s hit playlist on Spotify, and I feel like I'm hitting it. I literally feel like every time Cher sings like that, Eddie Vedder just goes like this. So many early 90s bands tried to be Pearl Jam. Something like yeah. that. I don't like 
you're listening to anything coming out in like '93, there's there's like a solid couple years where every band wanted to be Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. The Yarl. Bye, Where Billy. Bye. Everyone's leaving us now. Can I do Michael McDonald? Um, hold on. I got this. Hold on. Um, you have to do Michael McDonald solo shit. That's the funniest. Um, oh, God. Uh, I have to hear Yamo be there one more time. I'm going yeah, to hear Yamo burn this place to the fucking ground. <laughs> I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for nine hours. Yeah. Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, you want to call it because everyone's dipping out? Yeah, I'm getting tired. Yeah, it's probably time. Yeah, it is a yep. school night. It is. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening and or viewing Snakes and Stogies episode 45. Tomorrow is THP. Tomorrow is THP. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having you guys on. I love it. You gotta get Thomas on more often, and Casey, we gotta get you a real fucking internet connection. <laughs> yeah, that <no>, right. <laughs> Casey's gonna Casey's gonna move to South Carolina. He's gonna get his internet provider. He'd be like, "It's more than fifty six k." Well, yeah. What is this eight? Yeah, right. What is ten eighty? Fiber optic. What is that? All right, guys. Thanks for coming. Catch y'all later. Bye.